Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, and what I'm really into these days, mysteries and thrillers. Love them. And one of our friends, Elena Urquhart, you might know her from a little podcast called Morbid, wrote The Butcher and the Wren. It's a really great thriller about a serial killer. I mean, it is so scary. I cannot wait for the next one. And I love to listen to it. And guess what? As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash crappens or text crappens to 500-500. That's audible.com slash crappens or text crappens to 500-500. You know, Ronnie, I use DoorDash all the time to get food from restaurants. But what's really cool about it is that you can also use it for groceries and like tons of stuff, home essentials, pet food would be good for you. I mean, there's actually so much more than just restaurant delivery. Oh, I know. I use them all the time for all sorts of things. I love to cook. You love to cook. And I can't tell you how many times I am midway down my recipe and I realize I am out of something and I just can get some nice fresh veggies delivered to my door super quickly to finish that meal. And the DoorDash app allows you to customize. You can substitute. You can schedule and track your order. And you can communicate with your shopper while you're receiving real-time updates. I know. It's kind of like an all-in-one solution for our lifestyle. You can shop with DoorDash and enjoy big savings. Use code CRAPPENS24 to get 50% off up to a $10 value on $15 minimum subtotal on your next convenience, grocery, or retail order. For eligible users only, terms apply. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Watch what crap is. Watch what crap is. Who cares what happens when there's so much that crap is. Hello and welcome to Watch What Crap Ends, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Van Mandelker and joining me today is the beautiful and just all around lovely person, Ronnie Karam. Hi, Ronnie. How are you today? Oh, so good. How are you doing, sweet guy? It's so good to be back here. Watch what crappens. Um, I'm actually not doing well because I feel like last week I shared about how I had COVID and I'm like, I'm sharing, but what are you sharing, Ronnie? I feel like you're not sharing anything with me right now. Oh my God. Um, well, I do have spots. I'm bald, but you're not sharing. I'm very, but you're not but sharing. But that's not you guys bathing. But we don't know anything about you, Ronnie. <laughs> I'm like literally so traumatized. Um, okay, welcome to Real Housewives of Trauma and Selfies. <laughs> that's what this show is. All they talk about on this show is how they're traumatized by some shit. And by the way, I'm not accusing this of being fake trauma or fake shit to yeah. be sad about. They've all got real stuff to be tra- trauma- traumatized by. But for fuck's sake, man, every episode is trauma, and then they they cry, and then they go take selfies for literally an hour. What the hell? Yes, we're talking about Real Housewives of New York. Um, and by the way, I did have COVID last week. I tested negative this morning. Whoop, whoop. So thank everyone was so sweet. A lot of got a lot of nice little messages or comments on social media. So thanks everyone. I am. I'm I'm mostly out of it. You may hear a cough here or there, but um, it was the pretty rough pretty rough week for my throat it was a very sore throat experience last week but um i'm back lord knows you beat that thing up enough (laughs) not only this but in your private life and you needed a break (laughs) and also you know what your COVID, your trauma you went through your trauma guess what you talked about it openly with us you're open and honest and then you didn't take a selfie like a douchebag. Instead, I, you took pictures of a gorgeous chocolate cheesecake that you made. No, I, there actually was a, a selfie, friend too. I can get behind. There also oh, there was, was a, a selfie. selfie. There was a selfie. Listen, you mix it with the cheesecake, and that makes it very important. 
Okay. I did. I you know what? Because I decided um, on on Saturday night, I was like, I'm fucking sick of this quarantine. I'm stuck in this quarantine. I wanna like I'm I'm just. I want to do something fun for myself, so I made myself a chocolate cheesecake. I'm ho- I'm home alone these days. God, Dom is in New York getting ready for good. his musical, so I'm just here doing nothing. So I just made a chocolate cheesecake for myself, and oh, it was great. And I'm God damn it, I'm, that looks good. It was really good, and I'm gonna write. I'm gonna I'm gonna post the recipe on my newsletter this week because everyone should know about how to make this chocolate cheesecake. So everyone, <laughs> get subscribed MBD Fancy on Substack. Yeah, you guys, come to our extras stuff. Ben does MBD Fancy, posts on his Instagram. I do these Cooking with Nancy videos and shopping videos. I posted a shopping video from the Hobby Lobby today, which is talk about a politically correct place to go shopping with your mother. Crafts and Jesus, honey. So that's over there on my TikTok and my Instagram. Go over there. We just never stop. Yeah, we're we're constantly trying. You guys, we're all about food and content. Okay, like Cy. Rebecca. Yeah. Let, you know what? This seems like a great time to make some content. Okay. Let's do some staircase content. Guys, let's do some content. So uh, we are actively creating content. <laughs> this is this is meta content right now. Um, so just to, before we start this recap, next week we have uh, Crappy Hour is back. Um, so come join us. That's going to be at 5.30 p.m. Um, Pacific or 8.30 p.m. on the East Coast in America. If you're outside of the country or in a different time zone, um, please consult your local timetables. And uh, that's going to be on IG Live. So follow us at, at Watch What Crappens. And uh, we, we're going to talk about all sorts of Bravo gossip or the latest shows, all the fun stuff. You know, like we'll talk, you'll talk, all that good stuff. And lastly, we're on video. In case you didn't hear, run video, go to patreon.com slash watch for crappins, support on the crappins on demand level, and you get access to this beautiful video. I forgot to put up a background of Anguilla today. I such, I failed. I failed at this video. Um, and that's basically it. So um, let's talk about Real Housewives of New York, Ronnie, where it's Anguilla. We're in Anguilla. It's night one. And um, the women have just... Uh, they're now like walking down uh, a stair. My first note is women coming downstairs. Ooh, ah, et cetera. You look amazing. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of, oh my God, you look so good. Oh my God, you wore, you're wearing clothes. Oh my God, you're wearing different clothes. Remember when I saw you last time you were wearing different clothes than you're wearing right now? Because right now your clothes are really, really good. Okay. Um, also, can I just say to this music? Um, this depressing ass music person. Okay, they're still with us. The fucking Alanis Morissette of Housewives, Trixie Monica. Wait, now okay, that sounds Trixie, like that's uh, that makes me happy. I feel like we need to give a different musician because if you say it's Trixie a, Morissette, Trixie okay, Morissette. so who's who's like an extremely depressing female uh, songwriter, singer songwriter? Sarah McLachlan, who I also love, or Tori Amos, uh, yeah. or um, Trixie Amos Cole. Does that make sense? Tori, 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 Tori Monocle. <laughs> I think we've always got to keep the Trixie, right? Trixie. Tri- okay, a depressing. It's oh, like oh, Barbie, oh, 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 you know, there's different names well, there's, for Trixie. Billie Eilish is kind of depressing. She's always like, Eilish Cole? Okay, so this is Trixie Eilish Cole. <laughs> or since it's Bravo, Eilish Cole. We mm. could call her Eilish Cole. Um, she is so depressing. I swear to God, would you fucking lighten up? Okay, and I get that part of this is my generation. I'm young, first of all, young, young end of Gen X. Okay, I'm on the the very babyish end of Gen X. So I get that I'm like an old man on his front lawn shaking his fist at heaven now. I get that I'm like that. Okay, I admit it. (laughs) But a lot of this is me just saying like this generation literally needs to stop crying every five minutes. I can't take it. Like even the songs in the Housewives music is this sad. Okay, this is the song. I've been out on the ocean searching for something that ain't blue. What the fuck are you doing on the ocean then, looking for something that's not blue? <laughs> of course fucking Trixie Eilicle goes to the fucking ocean and then complains that everything's too blue. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about somebody from a younger generation. That's it. I'm shaking my fist on her <laughs> I've had it. Uh, Trix- <laughs> Trixie Eilicle really needs to come up with better content. Okay? It's official. She stopped crying. She was like, searching for something that ain't blue. Wait a minute. I'm going to do some content here. Actually, I really <laughs> love that wave. Anybody? Uh, this is a good wave. Look at that turtle. That's a nice shell. She sells, she so shells. So here's my note. 
night one woos as people come downstairs. Yep. Aaron, are you wearing underwear? And then Sai says, no, should I? I don't have time for underwear. Um, so, by the way, I also had a revelation about Aaron. And by the way, I'm not going to, I'm try, I actually really, believe it or not, I'm really not coming today from a space of like, fuck this show or anything, because I actually did enjoy this episode. Um, uh, and I'm not trying to be full of venom or whatever, but I realized who Aaron reminds me of on this season. She reminds me of Andrea from season one of Melbourne. Sort of like this bland, bland villain energy, you know, where Andrea was amazing, wasn't she? Andrea, but she was, I mean, she was amazing as a villain. That's true. And then, but she was only like, but she was sort of a blandly villainous. Like, you know what I love? The spirit of nature. No, 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 no. That was New Zealand. She was amazing. No, I'm talking. Andrea was the one who's like, can I give you a little voice? I just want to give you a little voice. (laughs) And Gina hated her. And she just was like blandly villainous. And so I kind of feel like that's Aaron's energy a little bit. So that's Real Housewives of Melbourne you're talking about? Yeah, Melbourne. Uh, Let me see Andrea. Andrea season one. I love that show. It's one of my all-time favorite housewives. I know. They need to really And I'm wondering why I don't remember her. Because she was only one uh, season. Andrea Moss. Oh, yes. I, yes. Oh, can I give you a little advice? <laughs> a little, little friendly advice? You shouldn't act By like the way, it. Her, her business is called Liberty Bell Skincena. What the, what Liberty the, Bell? What the, Isn't that the oldest cracked-ass bell? Like, that's the most <laughs> cracked bell I've ever seen. I know. And what is she talking <laughs> about Liberty Bells in Melbourne? Huh? It has no. Who wants? Who wants to look like the fucking Liberty Bell, Andrea? <laughs> Literally the worst bell you could you could have chosen. You might as well. Literally the worst. Can we get like Motel Six like it's, reception bell? I mean, at least that one's smooth if a little rusty. It's like calling. It's like saying Venus de Milo orthopedic surgery. It's like, mm. <laughs> but she has no arms. <laughs> Come, come to Venus de Milo, where we give you a high five. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Mona Lisa threading. It's like, but she doesn't have. <laughs> Mona Lisa teeth work. Well, I guess that would make sense. <laughs> hey, do something that Mona Lisa never got to do. Open your mouth when you smile. Hmm? Michelangelo David's penis enlargement center. <laughs> Boxing Helena rollerblades. <laughs> Moving into more of current art. From the 90s. I don't know how I just jumped to 80s Sherilyn Fenn references, but hey, listen, it's Monday, okay. Pa- Pablo Picasso, normal human body shape services. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, so anyway, they've come down the staircase. Aaron is dressed in Ashley Madison print like she's where what are you wearing this is come on you're on the beach loosen up lighten up a little bit enjoy yourself by the way i'm also not coming from a fuck this show kind of i really i'm not i'm really coming from an old first i feel and also i don't care i'm not explaining myself if i am coming from that place okay i'm not apologizing for it i'm just saying i'm not but last week people were like oh my god ronnie's so mad you know why that's how I get joy. I had so much fun last week with the episode. <laughs> Plus, also, I was feeding recap. it because I was coming from a place of COVID and I was like, you know what? Fuck everything right now. So I was definitely like fanning flames of rage, I felt like. Um, I but- loved it. I felt so good. I mean, I really left Monday like, oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> We're winning the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> I, ge- I generally thought the first like 20 five minutes of this episode or 30 minutes of this episode were uh, were actually really good. Um, and then it was just like hanging out on the beach. But um, so the women, anyway, they're coming down the stairs still. Uh, so Uba is, so Uba's walking. Literally as long as we've been talking so far. That's, that's how, how long. That's how long it took them to compliment each other coming downstairs. Because basically, okay. Bravo, like the Real Housewives fall, like the Real Housewives shows fall into two camps. There are the walking down the staircase going, woo, at shows like Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. This show. Yeah. Dubai a little bit, Atlanta. Uh, then you have the shows that are just like pure camp ridiculousness, like Salt Lake City, New Jersey, Miami, 
And so this show is just a woohoo coming down the stairs show. And I just have to. It's a woo show. It's a woo you know, show. It's like, don't you want to be like these women? Aren't you excited to be like these women? Aren't these like fabulous women kind of shows? So Speaking of, Uba comes down and she's like, oh, guys, I'm bringing my mug from the house. I'm so wacky. I'm bringing a <laughs> mug from the house. This is a mug that belongs in the house. I don't even care. I'm bringing it. <laughs> and then someone goes, oh, that's very. I think it's maybe Sai. She's like. Oh, they say it. That's very like Rihanna because she always walks out of restaurants with a glass. I'm like, that's also Ben Mandelker in Las Vegas. I mean, like, or any, or Pam on vacation in Vegas with her six foot long beer bong thing walking down the street that she got at Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, I was going to say Jimmy Hoffa's, but (laughs) Jimmy, what's his face? He just died. Margaritaville. Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville walking down to the MGM. So I love that Rihanna does that. And Uba do, does too. And She's it, like, oh yeah, I'm just like Rihanna. You know what? Even Rihanna has a ha in her name because she's hilarious and wacky <laughs> like me. Aaron's somewhere saying, what's Fenty? I've never even heard of Fenty. Is it like a fence? Is it tea? I don't get it. Like, it's confusing to me. When I heard it, I, when I first heard Fenty, I thought it was like Fenty spelled wrong. That's true. I, I have to admit it. Because while I'm admitting to being an old person, that is definitely uh, one of the things that I got schooled about a long time ago. Sorry. Wow. It's all coming Where's out Where's a Rihanna golf polo? Where's that? Where's, see, there's nothing I can buy. Is there a Kirkland brand Costco ass golf shirt from Fenty? There is not. So get off my ass. <laughs> Uh, so um, uh, I'm really glad you came out of the Fenty closet there. That was a moment of vulnerability, and thank you for sharing. Because so I feel like so, I feel like this is the real Ronnie now. I feel like you've like really shared. So um, I mean, Old Navy was fun for a long time, guys. But now I am old, and I feel attacked every time I go there because they're like old. <laughs> like, I just want to go to Navy. Where's Young Navy? You know, just just yeah, just Navy. Young uh, Navy. Um, youngish Navy. Yeah. Holding on to youth, Navy. Speaking of holding on to youth, so now the women all climb into the vans to go off to dinner, and Jess is like, ooh, I, I smell pot. Does anyone smell pot? And it was like, oh, it must, it might be a raccoon or something. I think it's a raccoon. And then they're like, oh, she means skunk. So then Jessel like, taps the driver on the shoulder or something, goes, excuse me, person, poor person, do you have skunks on this island? <laughs> He's like, no, just terrible tourists. Specifically in this van. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go over what they're going to do tomorrow. Aaron's like, what's the plan tomorrow? And so I was like, we're going to do beach. We're going to have breakfast. Then we're going to go to lunch. Then we're going to go to dinner. Then we're going to have a snack. Then we're going to go by the McDonald's. We, we need to check out the McDonald's here. Like, is it the same as where we're from? We're going to McDonald's in Anguilla. I mean, this is such a side vacation. You know what I like to eat? Okay, my idea of vacationing is food, relax, food, snack, relax, food. Hilarious. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna just woo as they say, as Gigi Golnessa. So, um, she loves food, guys. That's her thing. She just loves food. So they arrive at this. So okay, so they show up at this beach shack. It's really cute beach shack, like a Caribbean beach shack. It's nighttime. There's like picnic tables and everything. It's it's like fun. It's beachy and everything. And they are so like half of them are so overdressed. Like Jenna's dressed perfectly for it. She's got a nice long kind of flowy dress and a little jean jacket. Like some of them are dressed like chill, but like Jessel is in this like big red couture thing, <laughs> and Sai is in like a couture thing, um, or maybe not couture, but like definitely like not beach shack vibes. I'm like. This is Housewives. I don't want to see people in shorts and jeans and shit. Bring me your crazy clothes. I mean, it's on the one hand, it's hilarious, right? Because they spend all this time getting dressed. They do a walk down the staircase fashion show, and they're just going to a beach shack. (laughs) Yeah. You know? They don't go to one place here that's not a picnic table with picnic benches. Um, and this place is special, though, because it's called the Sunshine Shack, which I feel like you can only work at this place if you're a bitter asshole. Yeah. I mean... I feel like really nice people can't work at some place called the Sunshine Shack. You know, they need something a little less on the nose. But Leon, the server, seems very nice. He's like, we have a special drink for you tonight. The Sunshine Shack special. SSS. I was like, that's okay. So now you're homophobic, too, because that was hard to even repeat. The Sunshine Shack special. Sunshine Shack special. Sunshine Shack special. SSS. It's like your your drink is my disappointment. 
Um, SSS also stands for Social Security System in the Philippines. So it has a very bureaucratic undertone. Um, mm. So I, I looked up SSS because I was like, I'm pretty sure that stands for something. Sunshine Shack Special. Sunshine Shack. Sunshine Shack Special. Well, listen, when you're at the beach, you know what? You know what? You know what's the, the real home of tongue twisters is the beach. I mean, she sells, she sells, she sells seashells at the seashore. So it's like she sells seashells at the seashore. Sunshine seashells, shack. Seashells, seashells. It's a sunshine shack. It's a sunshine shack. This really is made for oh, Sheena. Can I have one each of a sunshine shack special? Hi, I'll have one of the seashore. Hi, well, I'm <laughs> Sheena. I'm now working at the sunshine shack. The sunshine shack. I'm Sheena Shay. Hi, it's Sheena sunshine shack. <laughs> Hi. It's just like a video. Would you that like plays. a sunshine shack special from Sheena Shay? Hi, I'm Sheena Shay, and I'm at the sunshine shack. Welcome to Sheena Shay's sunshine shack. If you would like one of our margaritas, please ask your server Leon. Thanks. <laughs> um, so Uba and Jenna order with no alcohol, and um, Aaron's like, "Yeah," and then you could do the other four, really sexy and really strong, non-virgin. So. um Uba. How dare you accuse me of being a non-virgin on the night I'm renewing my vows? Like, what are you calling me a slut in my own vow renewal? <laughs> she just, Aaron just turns to Leon and goes, cackling hags? <laughs> so the, la- so Uba, she's like, Sunshine I did not. Shock special? <laughs> what, so everything else is not special? <laughs> so, um, Uba says that the lamps and the decor remind her of home, and she tells a story about how her mom um, didn't have any money for oil growing up, and so they would just go to bed early at night. And then all the women go, aw, that's sweet. I'm like, I don't think the point of that story was to be like, isn't that so sweet that they went to bed early because they had no money? I think it's like, oh, that's they rough. No oil for the lamps. <laughs> like, aw, like, oh Great story. Uba's hilarious. Isn't Uba so funny? Isn't it funny how her mom was like so destitute they literally didn't have the money to keep the lights on at night? That's so sweet. <laughs> And um, Bryn's like, that is so sweet. You know, I've never been to Africa before. And Uber says, yeah, well, there's, don't think about what they show you on TV. Because on TV, they just show you a kid with his big stomach. That's not Africa. Africa is the shit. And I was like, okay, first of all, can we leave the little kid with the bloated stomach alone? Do you think that kid is not going through enough shit in life without having Sally Struthers fly in on Southwest? Come out, come off that plane with a fly sweater, swatter and just start crying all over your damn head when you're hungry. <laughs> Those children are starving. Can we not? Uh. Here comes one right now. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great tasting, high quality organic dairy, ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, by the way, can I just take a moment to talk about, um, you know, recently we've speaking, this episode's all about sharing and not sharing. And to be fair, we have complained that Bryn has not shared. Well, actually Bryn has shared a lot on the show, but Bryn shared a lot. Bryn, Bryn yeah. has shared a lot, but we have complained that we don't know what Bryn does. And, uh, Bryn got into a dust up with, a, I don't think we've called her a hoe though. Have we? We've no, not. I don't. Th- I don't think, think we speculated we that she's. Maybe I don't as a think joke we speculated that she's like a high class hooker or anything. Maybe like at that. one point we made that joke, but we. To be fair, we make that. I think about every housewife at some point in their <laughs> tenure. So that's like welcome to the club and literally every gay. But as well. uh, an Instagram account is it Bravo and Botox? Go follow them, Bravo everyone. and Botox. Yeah, they um, they made a joke, I guess, about. Like, what is Britney doing? They were doing do? a Twitter roundup, so they were taking tweets from around the internet, 
and they were posting them as a roundup, you know, in their stories. And a couple of them were like, wait a minute, you know, what does this chick even do? And one minute she's talking about a Saudi prince, and then the next minute she's in like a car with like a Bentley with like an old Hugh Grant type. It's giving sugar baby or it's giving um, seeking arrangements or something like that. So then Bryn wrote into them and she was she went off on them basically she she dm'd yep. them went off and was like how dare you call a woman a whore and i'm not a you know went off on them which you know listen if we have the right to say stuff as commentators then i feel like people have the right to say things back i will say uh not cool to insinuate someone's a hoe on the other hand um you're a housewife now. Like, it's going to get way worse. Yeah, than you guys to have worse. to just not listen to anything about you and stop reading about yourselves. This is the rough and tumble world of real housewives, guys. Yeah. Okay, you're going to get your feelings hurt literally every day. Stop it. But well, Don't what, listen to this. Yes. Don't read the Instagram. But what's interesting, though, is that Bryn also posted that she had sent her bio into Bravo. She claims she's sent her bio into Bravo, like, several times, showing, like, all the things that she has done. And that Bravo has not put up on their website. So sort of saying that Bravo has done her dirty. Although that doesn't explain her her Spartan um, LinkedIn. So there's well, she that. Posted, she posted, because uh, we've been referencing this LinkedIn and I couldn't find it to actually read it. But Bryn, she posted it herself uh, in defense of herself. She said, uh, the other girls' bios are so, that's five O's in case anyone's counting, heavy on both their professional past and future ambitions. I am proud of my career history, so sort of feel like I'm doing myself a disservice by omitting my career entirely and or diluting it to one professional title. Okay, and then she posts her uh, about me thing that I was referencing from her LinkedIn. Bryn Whitfield has a wealth of experience working on award-winning campaigns for global brands. Huge dash. <laughs> Managing and executing strategic media relations programs for clients including Shell Oil, Unilever, Johnson & Johnson, and 1.7 billion e-commerce scale-up and tech unicorn assembly. Whitfield's career highlights include working on the BP Deepwater Horizon Gulf oil spill. Great. Wow. <laughs> You're hired. I mean, why didn't you open with that? Why do I have well, to get to paragraph two? Well, look, is anyone talking about that oil spill anymore? I don't think so. Looks like she did a good job. <laughs> but I love that she went from... <laughs> to, the working on the BP Deepwater Horizon Gulf oil spell. <laughs> I caused that. <laughs> I, I was flirting. The oil with, was unspilled before I got there. I was flirting with that pipeline, and I guess it burst. <laughs> <laughs> Playing a pivotal role on the PR team responsible for the massively award winning, massively award winning. Okay, come on, who wrote this for you? Did AI write this? Playing a pivotal role on the PR team responsible for the massively award winning Dove. Um, trademark beauty sketches campaign, which was the recipient of the Can Gold Lion Award for best integrated campaign led by PR. <laughs> okay, that's quite the a first sentence, ever, but I love the first ever commercial that featured an oil spill getting a Dove makeover. <laughs> <laughs> we asked five oil from spills. the oil spill <laughs> and into soap. I would have loved to see one of those poor seagulls that was covered in oil just like you know what i'm proud of my oil slick i'm just gonna put a little conditioner in it and go on with my day <laughs> hi everyone this is Bryn whitfield i'm representing the oil spill look it's just like it's actually kind of sexy if you think about it it's like the ocean is like now kind of like slick and shiny and like it feels really good so like i think all the fish are really happy and like <laughs> i don't know like i was engaged to it for a moment but i just had to run away by the time I was finished, all of those oil slit covered fish had blonde wigs on. <laughs> and they were all together. Do you remember that campaign? That you know what? My campaign? friend was in that campaign, and I'm I wanna tell everyone this. Well, I don't know why I got very I got very impassioned all of a sudden. My friend was <laughs> you walking. Sure did. Because, I love it. It's because my friend was walking on the street and someone walked up to my friend, Jacqueline, and was like, You would be perfect for our dove campaign. And she actually they gave her a card, she looked into it. And she wound up being in one of those commercials. So, like, those really are real women. Like, my friend Jacqueline was in that campaign. Oh, my Isn't God. That crazy? I love that. I, I'm always sharing that 
with excitedly to be just not to say like, oh, my friend was in it. It's more to say like, it really was real women. I have, I can, I can confirm it was real women. Um, the people well, that's, for 10 that's years. a pretty cool thing. I would have that on my LinkedIn. Now, why don't we have Real Housewives of Dove commercials? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she goes on to say she also did Zycam stuff and uh, blah, blah, blah. And then the third paragraph is, A Midwest native, Brynn graduated from Purdue University with a Bachelor of Arts degree in rhetorical advocacy. The fuck is that? Is, well, there, God, you just I'm did really it right there. Person. You literally just did I'm it. Just, I, it's rhetorical I'm questions. Really, it, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I know how to ask a rhetorical question. That's a literal question, though, because I don't know what it is. Rhetorical advocacy. Uh, All right, let's just play devil's advocate. <laughs> so I like to think that they I'm call Bryn, and they're like, Bryn, um, we heard you're amazing at rhetorical advocacy. Can we just have you, like, devil's, you know, devil's advocate this? Okay, so we've got a bunch of fish covered in oil. It's like, well, okay, just playing the devil's advocate. Was it the fish's fault for like swimming around an oil pipeline? Like, wow. duh. <laughs> Am I right? Like, who's responsible for making signs so that fish know not to go near oil pipelines? Like, literally stupid. Am I right? <laughs> okay, just that was just rhetorical advocacy. Don't get mad at me. Um. So rhetorical advocacy. So according to uh, rhetorical advocacy is there's a lot of things. It seems like it's actually a controversial topic because there's the first thing that came up was like a right-wing thing that was like, fuck rhetorical advocacy. So it's... Well, of course. They're like, rhetorical <laughs> advocacy turned my children gay. They're grooming my baby. <laughs> like the first thing that came up was like, rhetorical advocacy is licensed to lie. So I don't know. Oh, it's, oh, Purdue University. I think it's something about its public relations in-depth study of a particular area of public relations and rhetorical advocacy. I don't know. It's something with lobbying and I think it's like lobbying. Basically it's like you are speaking and you are advocating for something. And so therefore oh, you're lobbying for like why James? Cause I turn into Carl when apparently when I discuss rhetorical advocacy. <laughs> mm. She's also got a minor in political science. In her spare time, she enjoys being a young patron of the New York Met and a member of the Marshall Chess Club, which, I mean, you know, hopefully she's she's gotten better, and has volunteered with <laughs> nonprofit organizations, including the Bowery Mission School on Wheels, One-on-One, -on -One, and Border Angels. And so over this, on her story, she wrote, Also, I flagged my career being omitted time and time again, and it's out of my control if you don't get to see me working and only see one side of me. Take it up with someone else, but you're sure as hell not going to say gross stuff about me, sweetie. Well, and then gives like one of those side kisses. So there you go. You for know, some there's her whole... For someone who uh, majored in rhetorical advocacy and did PR campaigns, I think this is like maybe not a great um, example of your your skill set. Like maybe next time, just go on to your own IG and be like, "Hey, everyone, this is what I do." People have been wondering what I'm what I'm up to. This is what I do. So I agree. Like we talk shit. Instagram people talk shit. So you know what? What goes around comes around. All is fair. But that being said, Brian, just post it on your Instagram and like set the record straight. Like you have the power. Be a rhetorical advocate for yourself and well, she shut did. us all up. She, you know, she eventually did. Did but she? That's what oh, she did. Never mind. You know? Yeah. She, well, she posted all this stuff that she did and says what she does. And well, Bravo did her also, dirty. Then. That's what she's saying. Yeah, she said that she works all day but that they don't, no one wants to sit around watching her take all these zoom calls or work on 50 50 page decks and um that she didn't say this but i read that she can't show her apartment because they won't let her film there it's like a co-op or something mm. so i don't know i don't know why i'm spending this much time on Bryn. like who cares um uh, i just thought it was interesting because it was a big fight that broke out in the bravo universe yeah this but week. it also answers questions that we've had and um yeah it sounds like bravo did do her dirty which uh which sucks Sucks for her, for sure. And by the way, I think kind of speaks to, again, some of the dysfunction on this reboot, which is that there's just like, just, I feel like there's certain things. I, I don't know. I just feel like some of the emphasis. We're not getting into dysfunction of the reboot because right now we are having sunshine check specials. So oh my God, you're right. Never mind. No, this is not a dysfunctional reboot. Let's keep the sunshine in this shack. Sunshine you know shack, saying? sunshine check specials. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Africa, guys. Africa is great. So Uba is saying she, 
she just loves it. And she's like, you know what? Africa, she's like, this place may be heaven, but Africa is paradise. And it just doesn't have very good PR. We need Jessel. We need Jessel to do PR for Africa. I'm just imagining Jessel saying, welcome to Africa. This is a beautiful continent, especially because poverty isn't anywhere near it. I told him there was a banh mi sale in Hanoi and he's all the way across the world. So come to Africa. It's beautiful here. <laughs> Come to Africa, where one thing you won't have to worry about listening to is drivel spewing out of a man's mouth about the importance of fried chicken. <laughs> no such thing as the fried chicken club in Africa. That's for losers in New York City, specifically at the address 123 Povet Lane. So Jenna gives a review for the sand. She's like, oh my God, the sand is like so soft here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like really soft sand. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so now they start now they start talking about shoes because it's this show. So so I was like, oh my god, Jenna, are you wearing flats right now? Are th- those are like so cute. Those are like flat shoes. They're like shoes, but like they're flat. Thanks for your and approval. Like, oh. Thanks for telling yeah. the, the person who's like famous in fashion for. Thanks for your approval of her what she's wearing. Are those edible? Because I'm like starving right now. <laughs> like I could totally eat your flats. <laughs> yeah, I love to eat. So then Jessel um, says to Jenna, Jenna, my best friend. Jenna Lyons, can, we, can I borrow that dress? Because I absolutely love all the sartorial things that you have and anything that you give to me, I would absolutely praise for the rest of my life. Can I borrow that dress? We'll do a dress swap. <laughs> hey, Bryn, not a wife swap. <laughs> and Bryn's like, don't even. Um, Bryn Whitfield graduated from Purdue University and she was also has a wealth of experience working on award-winning campaigns for global brands, managing and executing strategic media relations programs for clients including Shell Oil, Unilever, Johnson and Okay. I was just suggesting wife swap because it was like swap. That's all. Jeez. By the way, I have to say Whatever. BP that was that was a real BP oil spell. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I have to say, my favorite version of Bryn is pissed off Bryn. Because I feel like that's when she drops like this cute, like flirty thing, and then she just suddenly, like, her whole demeanor changes. Just fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. That's not cool. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that is my that like that. I fuck with that, Bryn. So um, <laughs> she turns into Kathy Moriarty. She's like, oh my god, you mean leave it? How dare you say I would wife swap? <laughs> uh, so we got to a. Um, we get to a, a flashback again at the anniversary party where she's flirting with Abe and then Sai is like that was a good one Jessel that was like really really funny Jessel and Bryn's like can we be done with this conversation already <laughs> Uh, and so now Uba enters the conversation. She's like, speaking of the wife swap thing, Sai, would you be mad if she made that comment about David, about the wife swap? And Sai's like, eh, I don't give two fucks. You know what? If she left a comment and also a uh, pork rib, okay, it would go over better <laughs> than just a comment without a pork rib. But you know what? It's not because I hate comments. It's because I love pork ribs. <laughs> Can we get some food over here? Jesus Christ, I'm about to eat the soft out of the sand. If she made that comment about David, I really wouldn't give a fuck. But if she asked me to hold up a sandwich from Subway with this branding on it <laughs> and didn't pay me, yeah, I would be really pissed. <laughs> so Brent's like, Uba, stop that. And so I was like, don't ask me. You know what? I'm a terrible person to ask. And Uba goes, but it's just hypothetic. Jessel, what about you? And Brent's like, um, I really don't like stuff like that. I really don't. And just goes, yes, she really doesn't, Uba. And Uba's saying, well, they're defending Bryn and saying they don't care, but they're liars. I'm not taking Erin's side. I'm taking a married woman's side because I know how I would feel. It would not fly. Oh, God. Please don't. Uba, the one thing I feel like Uba has going for her on this, I mean, other than being stunningly gorgeous Mm -hmm. and um, extremely charismatic and everything else that she's got going for her in life, I think one thing she's got going on this cast is she's one of the ones who hasn't seemed to take every little thing so seriously. Yeah. So I don't like her jumping on this like, oh, now I'm offended for married women everywhere. The woman was fucking joking. But I did like I mean I did like her kind of just like weighing in with like an opinion like 
in the sense of like not just being wacky. She's like, that was fucked up, even if I didn't agree with it. So Aaron is like, she's like, I so appreciate Uber right now. One of my fellow real New Yorkers. She's such a loyal friend. She fully has my back and she's speaking up when no one else did. I'm like, you were speaking up when no one else did. You were not... Ma'am, you are not a civil rights project here. Like, you are not like the ACLU. We're not, we do, you're acting like we need to call on the ACLU over the stupid joke, okay? Like, no. You're some rich, privileged lady <laughs> with a free second wedding. Yeah. Like, that's, there was like a joke that you were not privy to, and you've made, at this point, that joke happened mid December. At this point, they're somewhere in January. This has been like a month. Maybe even up to six weeks that you've been holding on to It's a whole new year now, girl. Drop it. So Brent's like, seriously, no? I do want to seriously, seriously, genuinely apologize for graduating from Purdue University. (laughs) And also for saying that your party was boring. It was rhetorical. It was just boring compared to an oil spill, okay? (laughs) Like when, when oil spills and it's flowing out of a pipeline for like months on end and fish are just dying, that's exciting. Speeches at an anniversary party are just less exciting in comparison. So you can see how I would naturally say that. And then she's like, your party was not boring. And so I was like, yeah, it wasn't. And Aaron goes, thank you, because that was very mean. <laughs> so I think now that we're getting to know Aaron better, really all Aaron wants she, I think she nitpicks every little thing about situations because she's addicted to apologies. She I think is. And there are different to- love languages. You know, mine is food, <laughs> frankly. Food, maybe food, laughter. If I can make someone laugh, that's my love language. That's all I want to hear from people, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just laugh. Um, hers is apologies. She will nitpick everything, but she'll let it go, kind of, if you just say you're sorry. That's all the woman wants. Or cry. She just wants a sorry. She also loves to nitpick until someone cries. Or she like, she's one of those people that feels like you're not being real until you cry, which is very Beverly Hills, right? So uh, yeah. Brynn is basically like, I said your party was boring because I just wanted to hurt you because I knew that... Um, you're so shallow that if I said your party was boring, that would actually shatter your world instead of you just saying, okay, fine, I move on. So Aaron is like, well, and she, and she goes, I was hurt. Brynn says, I was hurt because you accused me of something really disgusting that wasn't true. And Aaron goes, I wasn't accusing you of anything, which is a lie. And she goes, you accuse, and then uh, Brynn says, you accuse me of flirting with your husband and I've never cheated and I've never flirted with someone's husband. All I do is go to parties and scroll through pictures of my nude self near other men, which is a totally different concept. And I've never done that, let alone to a friend. You know me, even though I feel like we all just met right when, as we started filming. You know me. I would never do that. Well, this is so silly, too. So they're both being silly here. I think, obviously, she was flirting, but in a joking way. Yeah. That was the, That's her That's her shtick. Like, she's always flirting. She's gorgeous. She's hilarious. She's a flirt. Yeah. She makes flirty jokes in the, at the wrong time. So to say I wasn't flirting is silly. It's just, it's a joke. All you have to say is I was just joking, okay? I would never seriously try to steal your husband. Yeah. And Aaron has to stop joking like she really cares because nobody really cares. Like, literally anybody who's seen Bryn for five minutes knows that she's kidding. But also, Bryn can't get so offended. Like, how dare you accuse me of cheating <laughs> when you make your whole shtick is about cheating? You're like, how dare you suggest I'm a sugar baby? Your last scene was like with a guy trying to buy a 250,000 car that looked like a very sad Hugh Grant, and you brag about <laughs> dating Saudi princes. Like, you're leaving breadcrumbs to take people to certain places, and then you get mad when they follow the breadcrumb. Don't kick the rats for following the cheese. You know what I mean? Stop putting out cheese. Close the refrigerator door and stop being so offended like who cares if you were flirting just tell her to get the fuck over it you didn't do anything wrong <laughs> Bridget, you did nothing, nothing wrong. wrong but that being said this sort of um this martyrdom is kind of great i mean that's that's what i've been asking for all season so aaron is like oh i love martyrdom you know like whole <sighs> religions built off of you know it. like it. me yeah. flirting when i've described that's like my personality but Aaron also is like, you're friends with Bryn, and you know that's her personality, so you can't be mad when she's, Bryn's just doing Bryn. Commercials, here comes one right now. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And Aaron's like, oh my God, guys, this is, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just surprised that you're apologizing about the party being boring and you're not apologizing about it. She goes, um, no, I was apologizing that it was a mean thing to say because I didn't mean to hurt, because I did mean to hurt you in that moment. I did. And she goes, but it's like, you're not apologizing for like flirting I'm with my so husband. confused. Like, I'm sorry. I'm like What's actually confusing, confused. She was joking with your bitch narc of a husband, okay? Because your bitch narc of a husband tried to tattletale on her to get her shanked in the lunch line, and now your humorless ass can't accept that you're not owed an apology. You're not owed one. Sorry, denied. Yeah. Move along. And then um, Bryn's like, um, what are you confused about? Uh, because I can rhetorically advocate for myself if need be. And Aaron's like, well, I thought you were going to apologize about divorce, talking divorce and wife swaps and making jokes. Like, that was worse. And Bryn's like, okay, that was an inappropriate and bad timing to make those jokes, so I'm sorry for that. And then Aaron goes, thank you. So you think those are appropriate jokes to make? Let's just apologize. Oh my God, I can't. Like, I can't. When she said thank you, I was like, okay, love language acknowledged. Okay. She Can wants to beat people into submission. Yes. She does. But then she still so wants you more. Think those are appropriate jokes. And she's like, oh my God, there were jokes. And you weren't even there. Abe was laughing. And Justin's like, yeah, you went there. She was laughing. Abe was laughing. I was laughing, mostly because Parvet had food on his mouth and nobody <laughs> told him. I mean, everybody was laughing, mostly at Parvet. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was all done in a way that I honestly didn't think that you'd be upset about it, you know? And Upa's like, well, I think it's all bullshit. If someone said that about your husband, you'd be really mad. And Jess was like, well, it depends who it is. Because honestly, like, if someone wants to take Parvet off my hands, I'm really not going to stop them. If someone say, if someone came up to me and said they wanted to fuck Parvet, I'd say, can I borrow whatever contact lenses are in your eyeballs, please? <laughs> and I'd say, here's a bib so that we don't get chicken grease on your chest. <laughs> and Aaron's like, well, I don't think it was appropriate, and I'm allowed to have that feeling. So, like, why do we have to keep talking about it? Because you won't shut the fuck up. You won't shut up. <laughs> why won't you just stop? Please stop. I'm like in the fetal position. Just I know. <laughs> And Bryn's like, and I'm apologizing. And everyone's like, and I said thank you. No, you said thank you, and then kept asking questions about it. So Bryn goes, yeah, thank you, but you think that's appropriate to say. And then Bryn, in a in a real good sign for her housewife's career, goes, so I don't get any apology for being accused of something that awful. <laughs> Oh my god! But actually, at first they're, I was like, "This is so they're, ridiculous." They're two sides of the same coin. These two, they yeah. really are. They get pissed and offended over things that aren't real to make drama, and it just makes for the lamest drama. <laughs> they need to. Their personalities, I think, would fit better with better drama. But they're yes. just going on and on about. But I was actually into things. this stupid thing. It was so stupid, but I was oh. into it. Um, and because at first I was like, "Oh my god, Brynn is so ridiculous." Now she wants an apology, but I can also imagine. That, like, if I falsely accused you, Ronnie, of something, like, Ronnie, like, stop flirting with Dom. And you're like, I wasn't. I was making a joke. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. Like, I, my natural instinct would be to apologize to you for making an accusation. So I can actually see where Bryn's, um, I can see where Bryn's coming from in a certain way. But I also think, like, yeah, the, the love language on this cast is all about apologies. Who can apologize sooner and faster and bigger? Yes, and just keep going with it and groveling because it gets to the point where an apology is not good enough. Like you have to just keep apologizing. So now Bryn is playing her same game by saying, I need an apology. And then Sai's like, oh my God, can we just order now? Really? My God, I'm starved. I just ate one of Jenna's shoes. Okay, let's order. I'll have the snapper. Okay, yeah, Leon you're has already come back. sitting next to her. You're literally already <laughs> sitting next to her. It's like the quickest delivery of something I've ever seen on one of these shows. <laughs> so this was the most offensive part. And I noticed that people on Facebook were really really pissed about at this point too because I know I was and I was glad to see other people were so Leon's there to take orders and Aaron goes um why are we calling him over we're having a conversation lady this food needs to be ordered okay this is island time okay put that food in right now I can't but like you can you can press pause on this stupid ass apology no, duel she can't 
Well, she this doesn't want to eat only, food. That's the thing. She will not only not feed people on vacation, she also refuses to let people order on vacation. <laughs> this, that's her thing. Yeah. She like does not want food near her unless it's going to be her shakshuka. <laughs> so, size so like, I have Even to Even then, eat. her ass didn't get out of bed to make the fucking that's shakshuka. True. It's true. The shakshuka. So, um, Aaron is like really pissed that they're ordering food while she's trying to have a scene. And Sai's like, how do we kill this? Okay, how do we kill this? And Bryn, Bryn now is like annoyed at Sai. And Bryn's like, you know what? Can you just allow us to talk? We don't need you to referee Sai. And Sai's like, but I'm over it. I'm over it. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the rest of the audience watching your scene, Sai. Yeah. Um, and uh, Aaron's like, I just can't get a word in. Oh my God, you're saying the same words over and over. You're very offended, Aaron. We all get it. You're extremely offended. Can we just all apologize to Aaron? Well, okay, let's just go. Can we just please, can next? Can the next group trip be to India? Everyone can literally wear a sari all fucking day for Aaron. Okay? Also, Aaron, when the words you do get in are like, I'm just like confused. I'm like, this is confusing. <laughs> Like all her, every time she gets into a fight, her whole vibe is like, you're crazy. So like, yeah, maybe you're, maybe the words you, if you can't get a word and maybe it's because the words you've already put in have not been that interesting. So Aaron's like, um, Brynn's goes, just talk. So Aaron goes, I'm trying. I mean, the reason I was being normal with you today is because I know you didn't mean it in a malicious way. I know that. That being said, all I'm saying is that I thought it was an inappropriate place place to make those jokes and I hurt my feelings and can we just like squash it and move on and I hate like now Aaron does this thing like hey what's the big deal what's the big deal I just said it was it was inappropriate and now you're making the whole thing I'm like you're the one who walked into the wreath party with a sour face and told us you deliberately wanted to ruin the wreath party the way your party was retroactively ruined even though it was not actively ruined in the moment by the stupid joke that Bryn made well, you know the old saying, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Is that what it is? Yeah. Don't bring a gun to a knife fight. Well, whatever it is. Um, don't bring a knife that. really to any fight. Basi- I think it's don't bring a, yep, don't bring don't a knife, bring to, a a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. Something. Uh, so that's what's happening here. Basically, she has been, Bryn has been going about this all the wrong way. And now she whipped out an equal sized weapon, which is you owe me an apology. <laughs> And now that she said, you owe me an apology, Aaron doesn't know what to do. It's like completely flummoxed her. And so now Aaron's like, well, why are you making this such a big deal? Which is hilarious. And I just have to say, yes. very well played Bryn. You know, yeah. very good. Yeah, you need to, because that's that's what Aaron needs. Like a moment, like when, if someone, you have to like be bigger than Aaron. And that way she'd be like, oh, you're crazy. It's not a big deal. I was just saying this. That's it. Um, also, you, Bryn was smart by giving Aaron the floor to have like a little monologue, which was a stupid monologue. So now Aaron feels like she's the shit and um, all is good. So they hug over the table and then Bryn goes, sorry, I was just I was trying to do a Larry David bit and it was bad timing. <laughs> <laughs> so they hug and sad music plays because that's the show. They only play sad shit. <laughs> So Aaron goes, oh, by the way, Abe loves you. Fuck Abe and his tattletailing little rat ass, okay? Abe does not love her. He just tried to, like, ruin her whole fucking season by running and t- making it sound like she was, like, the whore of Babylon coming up onto him at yeah. your wedding. I don't want to hear it from Abe, okay? So Dishonest Bryn's like, oh, my Abe. God, I trademarked Abe the babe, by the way. Know what I'm saying? I trademarked it. <laughs> Rhetorically. Like, don't get upset. Just so you know, I did name the oil spill Abe. <laughs> it's different Abe though, but if I'm talking about Abe, it's the oil spill. <laughs> oil the beep beep. <laughs> Abe the beep beep. Yeah, <laughs> can't make that work. So um, Aaron tells us dumbest apology ever, and Bryn tells us, "Well, I didn't want to hurt Aaron at her kind of boring party." <laughs> and then Bryn tells us. You know, I know I didn't flirt with Abe because that's like messing with someone's family. That's like something I would never do. I care way too much about her and our friendship. And I care way too much about Abe. I can't stop it. Oh my God, I just can't stop flirting, which I would never do. So then Sai's like, all right, is there anything else we need to clear the air here? Like, what else do we need to talk about? And Uber's like, oh, someone needs to say I'm beautiful. Wacky. And Aaron's like, Jenna, okay, Jenna, your turn. So why don't you guys just be done with it, Jenna? Because, like, why don't you be done with the shit I just started when I turned everybody against you for no fucking reason? 
So Brynn is like, I mean, who doesn't prefer business class over coach? And Jenna goes, guys, it's not like why I didn't come with you and you know it. Like, did you actually believe I didn't come with you because I said I didn't want to fly coach? Like, seriously, do you believe that? Seriously, do you believe it? And so I think I do. Jen- I do too. <laughs> don't you? I do too. And more power to you. The fuck you going to apologize? No, don't apologize. Okay. You don't apologize to people in coach. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that she wanted to fly business, which is fine. I don't think it was presented by Erin last week in a way like she was being totally snotty and saying, I don't fly coach. When she said, no, I want I want to go earlier so I can tan. And also, I really want to fly, fly business. <laughs> There's a, by the way, there is a difference between saying I want to fly business versus saying I don't fly coach. Even though it I seems like it was the same joking. thing. She was I mean, being she jokey. Made it into a joke like I'm going to get sun, but also really because she sees Aaron just looking at her, so I think she's like, but also don't want to fly coach, like trying but, to be more yeah. relatable in a way. But like, like also saying I don't want to fly coach or saying I I want to fly business implies like this is what I'd like to do for myself. When you say I don't fly coach, you're saying this is my status in life, and she didn't do the latter. And there's a big difference. But Aaron presented it as if she said. You know, my status in life is that I am a celebrity and I therefore don't have to fly with you, you know, you proletariats in coach. And that's not how it was. Yeah. So um, uh, I wrote, who cares? <laughs> so that's where I'm at. So Jen's like, uh, and by the way, that's not to you. That's I literally know. in my notes. So Jenna's like, um, well, yeah, that wasn't <laughs> the case, guys. And so I guess, but it's a big part of it. And Jenna tells us, I think, the perfect point, which is, um, I don't think that anything you say, like, post-op on anesthesia should be held against you. Like, that's not fair. Like, that's literally not fair. <laughs> which I agree. Yeah. You can't. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's not HIPAA, necessarily, but it's like, you can't you can't take come to somebody when they're vulnerable with a sweetened, thick soup, and then use everything <laughs> against them. Yeah. I like that Jenna goes, the only thing I remember from my post-op phase was that there was soup involved. Um, other than that, I have no idea. And the soup was supposedly butternut squash, but tasted just like pureed shakshuka, which was weird. But <laughs> although I did fly business, I, but I get a pass because who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly right. I get a pass because who cares? And Aaron's like, oh, I mean, it was coming from a good place because, like, we just wanted to be with you. And Jenna's like, I mean, come on. You guys don't give a shit if I was on a plane or not. That's not true. See, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, but, like, it never occurred to me that you guys would care that I was on a different plane than you. I'm adding a period between each word, hoping that you guys will get this, but it doesn't seem... (laughs) Morse code. Are you understanding this if I do it like it's Morse code? Oh, hold on. I just got a text from Emily Hampshire and she says, yes, I do understand it. I guess my celebrity friends hear it. So then um, Cy goes, but you exclude yourself as if like, wait, what? From what? She's here. She literally showed up a day early. Okay. I'm sorry she was not there to sit in the row with you and to watch the art of driving Fast in the Rain or whatever that fucking movie is. Okay, I'm sorry she wasn't there to weigh in on whether or not you should get the Biscoff or you should get the pretzels. Okay, that's not excluding yourself. That is just having a slightly different schedule. And so now Bryn brings up her big argument, which is, you give us gifts instead of, like, connecting. And Jenna flinches. She's like... Like I cannot believe I'm gonna get I'm about to get yelled at for giving gifts. Yes. So then we see a clip of her giving a million presents to people, and Bryn's like, um, by the way, love gifts, so keep them coming. But it can't be like you give me a dope shit, but then you don't share anything. Like you tell random strangers what your real name is because of your brother, and I have to hear it from Sai, and I have shared so much with you, and it's like, I mean, what about everything I shared on Thanksgiving, and like you didn't share any. Thing. And like, I don't know anything about your personal life. Should we roll back the footage of Bryn saying, so Jenna, I really want to like know more about you. Like, tell me about you. Oh, that's right. Because that footage doesn't exist. Okay. Like the way to find out about, I understand. I actually believe it or not. I understand some of the point, which is that like giving gifts is not a substitute for having like connection with people. Like that's, I think, a fair point. But the point is, if you listen to Jenna, she has actually shared things 
because we've learned things outside of just her interviews. But like, I don't think she they really listen. more than anybody else. Like, what do we know about Erin except that she's rich? She grew up from rich parents and she's in real estate and she got remarried her, to Abe. Like, we don't parents, know any. Her parents had a house in the Hamptons. His house had a parents in the Hamptons. And they realized we should get married and we could all live in the Hamptons. Yes. Like, what do, what do we know about Cy? We know everything about Cy, but we look what we know about Jenna. But, we know all of her fucking insecurities. We know her mother's problem like her mother's uh she has asperger's her mother has asperger's we know about how they had to grow up in the house how she had to deal with her mother she how told her us mother to Aaron. died yeah. the pain of her mother like uh, what do you mean she we also know anything. she also told them about how she was outed by like page six or something like 10 or 10 or 11 12 years ago and that was really traumatic for her like the thing is that you can know someone without having to know the depths of their trauma also. I do believe that. Like it's, you know, when you learn, when people share their trauma or their their difficult past, that of course enriches a friendship, I guess, in some ways. Like you, you learn more about them, but you can still like learn about someone just by like learning their habits or th- there's, just, there's more to learn about someone than there's just their trauma. And like, you know, and I feel like but these women are like, unless you've trauma. only shared your trauma, we don't know you. Well, it's a form of currency, you know, it's like a, it's a, it is kind of a currency. You see it reflected in all the shows we watch and the people we know, you know what I mean? And just conversations you have now, people take such pride in their trauma almost. And I'm not saying that, And you know, for someone like me, it's been important for me to learn how to share stuff like that and to like grow, like I wasn't raised like that at all, but I can actually open up about stuff now that you just couldn't do when I was growing up. It was not a thing, like you would get beat up. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So in one way I'm thankful kind of for the modern thing of just like being able to share how you fucking feel. Cause that's, that's huge. That's hugely new. And I don't think people understand how modern of an idea that is and how repressed this world was um, until pretty recently. So for a lot of it, it's okay, but it's also turned into this form of currency where right. you're not worth anything unless you are miserable and you have misery that you can literally share on the drop of a hat. You can't go on a reality show. You can't go on a competition <laughs> show unless you are ready with, you can't even fuck people on The Bachelor unless you're ready to talk about every single thing that's traumatized you and cry on cue about it. And if people say we need more, you have to do another 10 minutes more about trauma. And it's becoming this like, um, this uh, inauthentic bullshit drivel. It's just more more tap dancing that people are doing actually to get fucked or to get ahead. It's like the only way you could do it is to have this trauma to fall back on. And it's getting kind of gross. Well, I think also there's there's probably an element, you know, when like you've, if you've shared like deep trauma, because by the way, like Bryn and Sai have shared deeply traumatic stories, and Sai shares another one later this episode. That's really moving, you know. And I feel like probably there's an expectation of like, okay, now I've shared mine, now you share yours. And I don't think everyone operates that way necessarily. And so I understand why they kind of feel like this isn't fair because I just bared my soul. But um, I think there has to be an understanding that people bear their souls in different times and in different ways, and that there's like value in. In learning about someone's, you know, my, what my my therapist my therapist always says, like life is full of big T's and little T's, like big traumas and little traumas, and there's value in little traumas too, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and like start with the little traumas. <laughs> like not like you don't want to always, you know, you don't always want to bring out your your big T's all the time, you know. <laughs> Do the, like there's like little trauma, okay? Like yes. Jenna's given lots of little trauma, so. <laughs> You need like little trauma bricks to build the friendship, okay? And then once you can climb that wall, then you get to the big T but wall. In this case, you know? so I understand why Bryn feels like it's not fair because she has she has bared her soul. What she and and like these really tragic stories of her past and the stories of like rising above, etc., which is great. But then like, but then when she says, "You tell random strangers what your real name is, and I have to find out about it through Sai," I'm like. That's like you're kind of making it all about you right now. Like you want to know about her, but you're like really concerned about your relationship to what her, her backstory is. And I just I'm like, eh. I just feel like it's not a strong point on Bryn's part. Well, two things. I think she's just making stuff up to be mad about because she's on Real Housewives because none of this makes any sense. 
I don't think Jenna's done anything to deserve the treatment from these witches that she's getting on this. Another, I think Bryn's kind of projecting because she has talked about how rich she dates. Like she tends to date really wealthy guys. And I think maybe she feels like there is a lot of gift giving because that's how they're showing her love, assuming that she wants all these expensive things where maybe she wants a deeper connection and is wondering why she's not finding it. Ooh, I think maybe yeah. there's a little bit of that. And then there's also the fact that Jenna that really did good. that and Cy right, ran right to everybody else and tattletailed. And so you're putting her in a position where why would she want to open up to you? And especially like when she's she already she shared, shared one little thing and yeah. you guys are using it against her as a group, which is like super shitty of all of you to be doing. And especially because Jenna had shared BTW that, um, again, the page six thing, which was that she was at it and like she's been, she was like, sound like she was actually really felt burned and hurt by that entire experience. So she's probably very guarded about who she shares information with. And the fact that no one realizes this, like, it's like she actually shared something about herself that no one has thought to themselves like, oh, this might explain a lot. Let me create like a safe space for her to share rather than like accusing her of all this shit. Like, oh, my God, you exclude yourself. Why don't you share? Like, I have to find out through Psy because you told a girl the Jenna, Jenna, genitalia. And by the way, how is the Jenna, Jenna, genitalia be like? You hear that story like, wow, I feel like I really understand Jenna more. No, it's like, you know, an anecdote, it's stupid. you know, an anecdote for crying out loud. Hey, so we're going to pause this recap right now. We're going to wrap this one up. This is the end of part one. You you good with that, Ronnie? Because we're about to... Yes. Okay, Listen, good. if we're going to go two hours, we've got to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. And uh, we will see you all on part two. Bye, everyone. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Know Your Worth with Jason Kurtz. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. She's never scary, it's the Green Fairy. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Kristen the Piston Anderson. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Meganberg, you can't have a burger without the burg. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleon. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. Ruru LaRue. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors, the incredible edible Matthew Sisters. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. She's not harsh, she's Jill Hirsch. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Erica, 500 Days of Summers. She's the Queen Bee, it's Sarah Lemke. We love him madly, it's Kyle Pod Chadley. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Let's get real with Caitlin O'Neill. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Watcher Crappens ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or. You can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the cat in the hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the cat in the hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.